there have been many times when I thought, man, I'm not, I don't know that I'm cut out for this. But in those seasons, I've seen God work in my own life and how he's connected me with good people like Dan Franks and the group of podcast movement and how he's allowed you and I to start working together with Star of the Doubts and on this book. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley, and joining us as always from Maui, Hawaii, Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. All right, so Kamanzi, we've had a lot of interviews now. You've been on the show for a couple of months, and I just want to hear real quick, what's your feeling about Star of the Doubts? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I feel like we've had some really great guests. They've really brought it. They gave us practical and actionable advice. They were funny, entertaining. And I like the format. I like mixing it up. I like getting other people involved. I love having the panels. And I just think it adds kind of a, a fresh to, uh, element to like an interview type podcast. So Kamanzi, it's possible that somebody's listening right now that hasn't listened to some of the previous episodes. What are at least one or two that come to mind that you think, okay, definitely go back and check these out if you haven't already? The uh, first one I think of is the Vanessa Van Edwards one. And I just think of that one because Vanessa is somebody, she's up there, but she knows what she's talking about and she backs up what she's saying with science. But the things that she was saying, I think are relevant to anybody in this space. So if you're going to podcast, if you're going to write, if you're going to speak, whatever it is, whatever your dream is, I think her tips are just killer for that. And so that's one that I, I would definitely go back and tell you to listen to. Ryan Eller, Live Your List because I fully believe in that message of living your list, of living a life without regrets. And Ryan really, really brought it with that one. I would say the one that hasn't come out yet, or maybe it's probably will be out by the time this is out, that would be the one with David Hancock, the publisher of Morgan James. I felt like he shared so much good stuff, and it was so practical for anybody that wants to get in the book world. And he even talked about podcasters. If you want to take your podcast and turn that into a book, he gave some very practical tips there. So I definitely enjoy that one. And then, you know, maybe it's a little bit selfish, but a couple of the solo shows we've done. So we did one on booking paid speaking. That one was really popular. And then the one about building relationships, you know, your mom was wrong. It does hurt to ask. I felt like that got a lot of response and I felt like it's an important message. Absolutely. Come on. I couldn't agree more. And, and there are a lot of other episodes that you didn't mention that are also really, really good. But I think uh, those several were great starting points for someone who's just checking it out here recently and haven't heard some of the previous stuff. So, all right. So, Kamanzi, one of the things we want to talk about today is going to be, it's not going to be for everybody. And we kind of like topics that aren't appealing to everybody that from time to time. So I'm going to go ahead and give this disclaimer. In this episode, we're going to talk about faith, specifically Christianity. And I know that topic is not going to resonate with some people, and that is completely fine. This podcast episode may not be for you if that is the case. So you have our permission now. You can go ahead and hit stop and you can catch up on another episode. You can go listen to any of the ones Kamanzi just recommended. But just to give you a heads up, we're going to talk about our faith and we're going to talk about how we kind of got to where we are specifically in our faith because we believe faith matters and we believe that's a huge part of starving the doubts. So uh, Kamanzi, that said, we've kind of given the warning here for those that uh, aren't into that. But there are some people who are interested in hearing what you have to say. So, Kamanzi, you're not hiding it. You're not always putting it in people's face, but you are a Christian. And I don't think uh, a lot of people know that side of your story. They've heard about the bread. They've heard about 
some of the amazing things that have happened with your business, but not everybody knows about your faith. So Kamanzi, what can you tell the listeners about you and specifically your relationship with God? It's been rocky. <laughs> sure. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that is something that I, you know, that I don't kind of just broadcast out there. I kind of take more of the Dan Miller approach. You know, it's not a secret, but it's not something that I'm specifically writing about or putting out there. But for me, it was in May of 1994. We were living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was 14 years old. We, up to that point, we really hadn't gone to church much or anything like that. But it just so happened that at that time, I was enrolled in a Catholic school. I I was at St. Anthony's uh, Middle School. So so I I had that going because uh, my parents didn't want to send me to public school. And one evening, we were playing basketball. Me and my brothers were playing basketball at the park across the street. And just two random guys, they were going door to door in our neighborhood. And we kind of saw them and we kind of checked that in the back of our mind. But they went and they knocked on my parents' door. And they talked to my parents. We came home, didn't realize what had happened. And my parents had just said that, hey, two guys from this church had come over and they had shared with us from the Bible how you can know that you're on your way to heaven. And, you know, to us, I'm 14. My brother was 16. My little brother was 12. We, I mean, it just didn't compute in our minds. And so they said that what they had did was they had saw from the Bible how you can know you're on your way to heaven, how you can repent of your sins and ask Jesus with your heart to save you, and that they had done that and they had gotten saved. And we thought they were nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so we started going to this church, and it's a church called Falls Baptist Church in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. So we started going to this church in May or in 1994, I believe it was March of 1994. So every Sunday we would go to church. I was conflicted because I was going to a Catholic school. I was learning all the Catholic stuff there. And then we're going to this other church on Sunday and they're talking about something completely different. And so I was definitely conflicted. But every Sunday we went after the service, they had an invitation for those that didn't know Jesus personally to come forward and they can learn how they could accept him as their personal savior. And so every weekend, it was a different member of my family that went forward. It was my older sister, older brother, younger brother. I was kind of the last lone holdout. And I I just, this all seemed weird to me. It kind of seemed cultish. And so I kind of held out. But going to those services and then reading the Bible on my own secretly and seeing what they were talking about and just seeing it for myself got me to the place where my eyes could be opened. And it talk, in the Bible, it talks about how Satan blinds our eyes. We can't see. It works the same way with our mindset. There's things that we know are possible, but we can't see them because our doubts and our fears have clouded our eyes. We can't see what's possible for us. And it was the same way with my faith. So I was blinded. I couldn't see it. But as I read the Bible and as I heard the preaching, I started to see what I couldn't see. And so it was uh, May in 1994, it was after a service. And I remember the preacher preached a message called The Man That God Uses. And he went through five points and talks about the man that God uses and what he could do with that man and how that man could change the world. And I just thought, man, I want to be that man. <laughs> I want to experience that in my life. And so the invitation came. 
I went forward and I could clearly remember sitting on the back steps in the church auditorium. It was, it was right there in the back hallway with uh, the pastor, one of the pastors, and just seeing from the Bible, seeing, you know, in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And seeing that because of our sin, even though God's loving and he's gracious and he's merciful, that he is also a judge and that, you know, he has to judge us for our sin. And I saw that. But I saw that he loves us so much, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Um, and we all, most people know the famous verse, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I saw that God has sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for that sin, the sin debt that I could not pay on my own. And that's what Jesus was. And I started to believe and I repented of my sin there. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart and to be my personal savior. And from there, it wasn't a matter of the church that I was going to. It wasn't the church. It was that personal relationship with Jesus. And I experienced that relationship in a way that I can't describe with words. I love to write. I probably couldn't even write about it. I just, I experienced something that was just out of this world and that personal connection with him and that relationship. And as I talked and I prayed every day and I felt like I was getting to know him and I could see some ways that he was directing my life. And I just opened my heart to him and, and he spoke to me and it was good all the way until I was 17 years old. Then I became a teenager. I kind of had those teenage desires for girls and, and everything else. And I rebelled. And so at that point, that's kind of where my story picks up that most people know where I left home. I was homeless and I was away from the Lord until 2011. 2011 happened to be the year that I wanted to make changes in my life. And people know the story of the changes that I made of losing the weight, of quitting the job I hated and moving to Maui. But that change started when I was completely broken. So I sat there in 2011. All these things were happening to me and I had nowhere else to turn. And so at that point, when I was completely broken, I had nothing. I got flat down on my face and I cried out to Jesus to help me. I said, I know I don't deserve it, but please help me. And what's crazy, Jared, is, and I'm not even making this up, when I did that, like within 10 minutes, I got a call from the pastor's son. Somebody I had gone to school with, the pastor, the pastor that had led me to the Lord, helped me, helped me see. And uh, the son had called me. He's just said, like, he felt he was prompted to call me. And I'm not even making this up. And I told him what was going on. And he, and he kind of came over and he prayed with me. And from there, I got to that place with that personal relationship with Jesus again. And from there, he kind of directed my path. And that's how I started to see the change that I have seen. But it, it all started from a place of faith. And it's, you know, something that maybe I should and probably will talk about more. And I'm actually writing a book about this. But it's that faith and that relationship that really helped me get to where I am today. So Kamanzi, I mean, not everything's perfect for you. I mean, people say, okay, you've got this online business that seems to be working well. I mean, you've been featured on Pat Flynn and Ray Edwards and writing for these big sites. And you're in Hawaii for crying out loud. You know, what do you have to worry about? Well, some people may think that. How is God working in your life today? We know the story of how you, you know, really got reconciled or, or how you uh, realized your need for God. So, so how's God working in your life now? Well, I mean, I think he has a greater purpose for me. He's given me these opportunities for a reason and this platform for a reason. And, you know, I, we attend amazing church here. 
It's an amazing congregation. It's a smaller congregation and we, where we go out and we try to reach people here in Maui with the gospel. But I think that the thing that we have to realize is God gives, he gave us a command. He said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. And sometimes the Lord calls us to certain places. It might be Africa or Egypt or wherever. And we know those are missionaries. Missionaries get called. But the command is still there. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. So if you go and you preach the gospel, you're honoring that command. And so we came here. We're out here preaching the gospel. And I feel like the Lord has blessed me with the platform to write a book about this experience, about the faith and about what Jesus can do. But probably more importantly, so that people can see the example of my life of what is possible and that they could start to see and start to see what the Lord really wants for them in life. And more than anything, he doesn't want us to be miserable. He doesn't want us to work 40 hours a day at a job we're miserable at. And the thing that I always hear is the difference between complacency and ungratefulness, you know, and we should definitely be grateful for everything the Lord's given us. We, we are blessed beyond belief, but that doesn't mean that we're called to complacency and the two aren't the same thing. You can be grateful for having a job, but still go out and look for a better one that's more suited to your lifestyle. You don't have to settle. You don't have to be complacent. And I kind of think that's really the message that he's put me on this earth is to help not only non-Christians, but to see what's possible through him, but also help Christians see that you can also have an amazing life. You can also chase your dreams. You don't have to settle. You definitely want to be grateful, but there's more here for you. You know, Kwanzi, this last year has been one of the most challenging years of my life with the business stuff and with podcasting. And and there have been many times when I thought, man, I'm not, I don't know that I'm cut out for this. But in those seasons, I've seen God work in my own life and how he's connected me with good people like Dan Franks and the group with Podcast Movement and how he's uh, allowed you and I to start working together with Star of the Doubts and on this book. And while things aren't perfect, I've really seen God shield me and provide for us. I mean, I've shared a story with some people, but never on the podcast of how we had a problem here in our home with a a water pipe breaking. And it just so happened that was a morning that we should have been at church and we were running late. And uh, long story short, I was reading books with my daughter. I was like, why are we late to church? And (laughs) then I hear this water crashing sound and I, I get up and I run into our kitchen. I see this pipe had busted and water's everywhere. And I respond as quickly as I could to turn that water off waters all over the floor. I mean, it just caused amazing damage in the 30, 40 seconds. Come on, Z. But I was able to, to start cleaning that up. And I was thinking any other Sunday, I would have been out of the house. My family would have been out of the house. And this water would have been running and running and running until we got back an hour or two later. And I remembered in that moment, like God just telling me, I'm looking out for you. I'm actually taking care of you. And, and that story may not resonate with some people, but uh, th- I have a lot of stories like that where I've just known God was just watching over me and reminding me, hey, I give you your daily bread. I'm going to take care of these things. You don't have to be anxious about this. You don't have to worry about this. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to help you. And that has been true in my life. And I can see that's uh, true in your life too, Kamanzi. And that's uh, one of the reasons it's a huge pleasure to be working with you on this book and on this podcast is because I know that your message is a real message that living, are you living or just existing? You, you really want people to live. And it's not just because you think, okay, people need to live. It's at the end of the day, deep down, you know, that's a message that God has given you to share with people, and it's a message that people need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And even of that book, Are You Living or Existing? 
chapter nine of that book, step nine in the nine steps is paid forward. And somebody who's not a Christian would see that and think, you know, yeah, you're, you're doing charity, you're giving back. But as Christians, we know it's not charity. It's our command to give back. It's our command to serve others. It's, you know, it's, it's what, who we are and what the Lord has called us to do is to help. And that's why that chapter is specifically in there at the end. So, come on, it's possible someone's listening and be like, man, this just doesn't resonate with me at all. I, or it does. I, I don't know anything about this. I remember growing up going to church, but I've kind of gotten out of that. What encouragement would you say to someone right now who's saying, man, I want to make some changes in my life and faith is probably a good place that I need to start? What would you say to them? I would tell them that it has to be a personal journey. It can't just be about a certain church or a certain religion or whatever. It has to be something that you experience and you find your own way. Those places can help you, but you have to get the Bible out and see what it says for yourself. You have to pray and talk to God and talk to Jesus and establish that personal connection on your own. It can't be manufactured and it can't just be part of a system. It has to be personal. And if you can get to that point where you commit to saying, okay, I'm just going to open up my mind a little bit. I'm going to read this Bible and see what it says. I'm going to talk to God. Just talk to him and I'm going to see what happens. If you can open yourself up to that, I think you'll be amazed at how God speaks to you. And from there, you know, he'll direct your path. He'll direct you to the church that you need to go to and the people that should be in your life. But you have to be willing to at least open up your mind and listen. Man, I think that's well said. The Bible talks about, you know, ask and you, you know, seek me and you'll find me. And I, I think that's the truth. If you're saying, hey, God, I don't know about all this stuff, but I want you to reveal yourself to me in your own way, I believe that he'll do that. So that would be the starting point for anyone who's listening to this is if faith is something that you want to take more seriously and that you realize that's a need in your life, uh, start by having that conversation with God and just saying, God, reveal yourself to me. I want you to show me what you want me to, to do with my life. And I believe that God will respond to you and show you what that is. Amen. All right, Kamanzi. Well, uh, dude, you got some great stuff coming up. Continue writing amazing articles. It seems like uh, the message of quitting the job and moving to Hawaii is always resonating with people. I mean, you, you've had a couple articles go viral with that topic. Uh, is there anything you want to add uh, real quick on the end of this conversation about faith, about uh, some of the cool things that you've been up to that uh, have been a little bit fun that not all the listeners are going to know about? Yeah, with the Jared's encouragement, I'm going to write, kind of take a pivot from the book that I'm writing now and write a short book about that topic, about quitting your job and moving to Hawaii, but mainly about moving to Hawaii because so many people want to do it. So I'm going to take a short pivot there. But I'm excited for all that the Lord is doing. I mean, He's blessed us in ways that I can't talk about on the show, but He's blessed us with a tremendous blessing here recently. And it's been so good to our family. And you know, I'm committed to giving back. Jared, you don't even know this, but a local friend here, his name is Eric Blair. He's kind of connected here. Him and I are organizing a series of workshops just for local people here in Maui that are in a job that they just, it doesn't pay enough. It's not suited for them, whatever. But we're organizing some free workshops that will help them figure out how to transition and if they wanted to transition to some sort of online business. And we're going to make those free for locals here. And we're going to do a series of those completely for free. We're not selling anything. We don't want anything back. Just want to genuinely help people. Wow, that's cool. And and I would say, you know, we've got a, uh, this isn't a a faith-based thing, but we've got a local meetup that we do here in South Florida for podcasters. And that meetup has been so encouraging. We've given the the fellow people that that attend the opportunity to get up and share some of their best tips. And one of the guys got up this weekend named Paul Adams and talked about 
some things he's learned from broadcasting that are applicable to podcasting. And there was a gentleman in the uh, in the meetup that said, hey, you know, I, I'm a millionaire. I've got all these business things that have gone well for me. What you just shared is some of the best advice I've ever heard. That's probably, I would pay like $300 for that. <laughs> and, I, and I mean, everybody in the room kind of looked around and realized like, wow, this is a really valuable thing that's happening in this free meetup. And so, yeah, just like you're doing those workshops in Maui, I, I think that's an encouragement to people who are listening is like, hey, there are people in your local area that you can get together with and either do workshops, do it yourself or, or be a part of those. And I think that's a good place to start to start connecting locally and trying to find people who are, you know, who are making moves and being smart. And I think that's going to be a, a huge blessing. Amen. All right, Kamanzi. Well, I'll go ahead and let you go, man. Appreciate this episode and thank you for sharing your faith and uh, look forward to uh, some more conversations. And of course, we got this book coming out later this year called Stop Chasing Influencers. We're going to talk about that some more at some point. Yeah. And, you know, if you've been a faithful listener, you've been enjoying this, hey, why don't you tweet to Jared or I? Let us know that you've been listening. Just say, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I've been listening. We, we love to hear from you. Yeah. that's We always love it when people send us those emails. I got an email just uh, the other day from a lady in Atlanta named Carolina. Carolina, if you're listening, we love you. And uh, Caroline was just saying, hey, that episode with Chelsea Avery, the new lifestyle, that was really, really good. And I've started asking my husband those four questions every day. And if you don't know what those four questions are, that's a tease for you to go back and listen to that episode. But I just thought, man, that's what it's all about when people are, are incorporating some things that they've learned from a free podcast. You can't really beat that, Kamanzi. Well, you can't. Good stuff. All right, Kamanzi, I'll go ahead and let you go, man. Thank you so much. Mahalo. And we'll talk to you soon. In the Bible, it talks about how Satan blinds our eyes. We can't see. It works the same way with our mindset. There's things that we know are possible, but we can't see them because our doubts and our fears have clouded our eyes. We can't see what's possible for us. And it was the same way with my faith. So I was blinded. I couldn't see it. But as I read the Bible and as I heard the preaching, I started to see what I couldn't see.